clicked on something. It apparently didn't happen, and I hope it doesn't, but it probably will. It was reported that recently Major League Baseball was going to finalize an agreement that would eliminate 42 minor league baseball teams. That since minor league teams weren't making any money and might be on the brink of bankruptcy because of the pandemic, they had lost the will to fight MLB and contraction, and that all of this was going to happen during the NFL draft, when people would be too busy being outraged that the Packers didn't draft a receiver to notice that minor league teams and jobs were missing. It appears none of that happened, unless we missed it, but you would think that it's going to happen at some point. Major League Baseball has previously officially expressed an interest in saving money on player development and shrinking the minors. And when it comes to saving money, you wouldn't think that they would just give up. This is the Yearbook Sportscast. I'm your host, Doug. You can contact us at sayseintheyearbook at hotmail.com. Wherever you get your podcasts, whatever site hosts your favorite podcasts, we're available pretty much everywhere. Uh, You can look for our uh, back uh, podcast. But again, we're available uh, pretty much all over the place. I'm not sure why that is. It's fair to ask why baseball needs so many minor league teams. The NHL has only the American Hockey League and the East Coast Hockey League, where essentially two affiliates, two farm teams, are a team's entire minor league system, with the American League team being the major primary connection to the parent club. The NFL famously has no minor league, while the NBA actually went in completely the opposite direction and relatively recently added the G League, a minor league, but... Uh, Each NBA team there only has one affiliate. I think each MLB team's five, six, or seven farm teams are effective with player development since it can take several years to teach a very difficult game to really young players. Would getting rid of one minor league team for each team or a couple of minor league teams for each major league baseball team really blow all that up? The big question for me isn't necessarily this exact number of minor league teams. It's not necessary to have this exact number of minor league teams. It can be a little bit higher. It can be a little, a little bit lower. The exact number we have now is, is not the, the important thing to me. The, the important thing is will players start going undiscovered? It's common in the NFL for end-of-the-draft prospects, literally prospects at the end of the draft, to make the team, which is one thing that makes the NFL draft fun. It's rare for a baseball end-of-the-draft prospect to see the majors, but there are many, many stories, for whatever reason, of pretty late-in-the-draft prospects making the majors and more stories of undrafted or unknown players somehow getting into the minors and flourishing. If baseball shortens the draft big time, and eliminates 42 teams, will those players ever get found? And I'm serious about that. I know the the adage that's applied to so many sports, if you're good, they'll find you. Scouts are everywhere. If you have talent, they will find you. Okay, I know all about that. But it is possible that an unknown talent never gets a real chance and just gives up baseball, and baseball never knows what it lost out on, what it might have missed. Will baseball become more like the stereotype of Hollywood, where if no casting director ever takes a serious look at you, you're never going to be able to show off your skills, you never get an acting job, and then you finally quit. And we don't know if we've lost a potential future great actor. Does baseball have a big plan that would still find, haul in, and train the same amount of talent? Or are they just going to rely on high draft picks, who are often busts, and random tryouts. It's also fair to ask why minor league teams that don't have many fans need to exist. There are a lot of farm teams that draw poorly anyway. Why shouldn't they be eliminated? Fair. But not every franchise on the list, at least the first draft 
of the list of potential cut teams lacks a fan base or has low attendance. Now, as for the teams that do struggle at the gate, baseball currently has representatives, minor league teams, all over the country that promote the game and provide communities with a connection to Major League Baseball. The players and coaches in your community are tied directly to MLB, even if MLB is very, very, very far away, unlike your friendly neighborhood college football or basketball team. Under the last known contraction proposal, professional baseball in much of Big Sky Country, Appalachia, and much of New York State, for example, would be wiped out. Is that ultimately good for baseball, or does it just save money? Cities that lost minor league teams could get a replacement team, but at least in the previous proposal, not a minor league team. Possibly something maybe like an independent league team, which those tend to struggle, and they're not the same. Speaking of saving money, is that all this is? The vast majority of minor league teams will be spared, but those teams that will be spared are worried about Major League Baseball passing down more of the costs. Currently, one of the costs, for example, is minor league teams pay part of their, like a movie theater, they pay part of their ticket revenue to Major League Baseball. Those farm teams now could be on the hook for really expensive renovations and might have to help pay the players' salaries. The MLB commissioner has portrayed this as trying to improve working conditions. Uh, Working conditions would get better. There wouldn't be as much of that famous long minor league travel, and players could enjoy better facilities. But overall, this would amount to baseball wanting to improve working conditions without actually paying for any of them. And all this comes at a time when Major League Baseball has never, ever been more profitable in its history. If baseball can't afford to improve conditions themselves or even pay minor leaguers minimum wage, which they don't, while having billions in the bank, which they do, when will it ever be able to do those things? And if it can't possibly have so many affiliates now, how come it could in the late 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s? Plus, improving working conditions and cutting back on travel includes adding two new minor league teams, one of which is the Sugarland Texas Skeeters, a highly successful independent league franchise. Now, that is a fantastic story. An entire well-supported franchise being called up to be part of a major league farm system. That is every team everywhere's dream to be so well-run or so fantastically popular that it, it attracts the attention of the pros who say, I want you in our minor leagues. That's a great story. And I mean that. I love that story. But what if there's something to the connection that the Skeeter's owner also owns a small piece of the Houston Astros. Then baseball is making for a better tomorrow in the minors and watching that bottom line while also disbanding teams so it can install a new team run by one of its owners, a minority owner of the Astros. That team baseball just finished investigating. Is baseball cutting jobs and money while personally assisting Astros ownership or the Astros organization if Sugarland? becomes a Houston affiliate. Houston, that team Major League Baseball just finished investigating. To review, as reported by historians at Ballpark Digest, back in 1959, Minor League Baseball drew only 13 million fans. It was dying. And in 1963, MLB saved Minor League Baseball, fanless and in danger of bankruptcy, by paying the players' salaries. Ever since then, baseball has tried to get out of that arrangement. 
Now, 57 years later, minor league baseball draws more than 41 million fans a year, and MLB must save it again by killing part of it. The first draft of this proposal didn't allow major league teams to individually decide how many affiliates they would need. So a team could say, hey, I think we're comfortable with five or six affiliates. We'll do that. This proposal did not allow teams to individually decide what they would need. It just cut every team back to having four farm teams. And this uh, one writer theorized that this was collusion. The owners protecting themselves from themselves. If one team decides, hey, we don't need farm teams, and then another team uh, comes in and scoops up all the farm teams they just eliminated, no. This proposal would protect the owners from themselves, something that the owners have done often, protect themselves from themselves. Uh, All this would, according to a Fangraph study, take baseball away from up to 16 million people. As in, for 16 million people, there would be no minor league baseball anywhere even close by. And it would, according to one Stanford economist, save Major League Baseball $22.5 million, $750,000 per team. And again, this is a multi-billion dollar business. If player development can be improved on, and the Astros of all teams, for one, think it can, I hope professional baseball actually knows how to do it. And this isn't just about reclaiming as much cash as possible. And no, we didn't forget about the Red Sox trading uh, Mookie Betts several months ago. Teams can do what they want, uh, but that one didn't make much sense. We uh, we don't want to be uh, one of those guys. Uh, we don't want to be that guy that, that beats the uh, bangs a drum for something. You have to give this coach an extension. You have to give this coach a 10-year extension and give it to him now. You have to pay this team to stay in your town now. We don't want to be that guy that uh, makes the demands that, that's like a press release for the teams or for the owners uh, or for the players. Uh, But that one just didn't seem to make much sense. Uh, We just let the Anaheim Ducks off the hook. This week's theme appears to be hooks. uh, For trading Andre Kasha east to Boston in February, the Ducks are rebuilding. They're building for the future. But Kasha is only 24 and beloved by the analytics. Shouldn't he have stayed? There is a concussion concern, so health could be a factor in trading Kasha away. The Red Sox, on the other hand, about two weeks earlier in February, traded bets west to L.A. L.A. is not the same as Anaheim for two prospects. Let's say Boston is rebuilding. I mean, they just won the World Series two years ago, but let's say Boston's rebuilding. Shouldn't bets have stayed? Yes, he's only 27, and he won't be 28 until the end of the season, or if the Red Sox don't qualify for the playoffs, he won't be 28 until next season. Sorry, if, if the Dodgers don't qualify for the playoffs, where he is now, he won't be 28 until next season. Betts is the second or third best player in all of baseball, all while handling the intense pressure of playing in Boston. And he still would have been there once the rebuild was finished with Boston's money. So it's not like by the time they rebuild, he's too old. Oh, Boston's money. Forbes says the Red Sox are currently worth three point, the franchise, 3.3 billion dollars is what the franchise is worth the red sox are third in all of baseball like the above if the red sox can't afford a potential future hall of famer or the team's best player now when will they ever be able to afford him the red sox actually increased in value by three percent this year is that the money they just saved on bets well the dodgers value 3.4 billion don't seem too concerned about having to pay bets Suckers. I'm not convinced the Dodgers have the answers. And again, teams can do what they want. But why would the third most loaded team in baseball, the Red Sox, A, 
not spend for the young homegrown superstar centerpiece of a rebuilder championship team or B, get almost nothing in return for it. I mean, again, teams can do what they want. But if the Red Sox don't replace him, I mean, say Betts is a bust in Los Angeles and doesn't do well. The Red Sox can say, hey, yet another team who overpaid for a middle-aged player. When will these teams learn? Okay, so Betts is a bust in Los Angeles, but the Red Sox didn't replace him. They didn't get a replacement in return, so essentially they just got rid of him. Why would this happen? Because Red Sox owner John Henry is flashing back to his days as owner of the Marlins?